Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Low Definition, the only game show podcast made especially for listeners with absurdly low standards. Speaking of which, I'm your host, Steve Lutz, and with me today is easily, far and away, one of the finest groups of players ever assembled to play this game in January of 2017. In fact, they're probably better than you deserve, but there's no time right now to assemble a crappier alternate panel, so we're going to stick with this one. Uh, anyway, I know you're as excited to meet them as I am, so let me introduce them now. Our first player hasn't been on the show since way back in episode two, but his win song has stayed on my mind. It's Monty Ashley. Welcome back, Monty. Thank you, Steve. It's so great to be here. I, I, I assume you've... So great. <laughs> I assume you've been <laughs> spending all the time in the interim working on your defining prowess and uh, getting yourself up to fight in shape for the next Absolutely. game. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, watch out, people. Monty's the one to beat. Uh, Kathy Campbell is also back with us for a second valiant, valiant attempt at uh, podcast game show <laughs> immortality, for what that's worth. Hello again, Kathy. <laughs> Hello. I guess I'm glad to be here. Uh, good Lord, why? I don't why? know yet. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Ask me again after the end of this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> next up, he's not Tony, he's not Canadian, but he is Chip Sutter, and that's pretty good, too. Howdy, Chip. Let's see. Wiktionary, uh, mw.com. Um, uh, hi, Steve. Just setting up my tabs. That's all. Uh-huh. That's how it's going to be, huh? What? What? Well, all right. You need all the help you can get, so I'm just going to let it slide. Uh, only one of the players here today has previously won this game, and I am as shocked as anyone to say that it's Glenn Fleischman. Ahoy, Glenn. Uh, Steve, <laughs> I have a very important question for you. Uh, what is that question, Glenn? Is David Lore hiding somewhere where I can't see him? Mm, that's a good question. But if you can't see him, I can't see him either. So, oh, thank goodness. He, could... uh, he may pop up at any moment. Just oh, watch out. Oh. Uh, as I always say, why settle for one Sutterth when you can have two? So Shannon Sutterth <laughs> has been kind enough to join us as well. Hiya, Shannon. Hello. I am ready to prevaricate all the nomenclatures. Okay. And keep an eye on your husband. He sounds like he's being a little shifty over there with his various tabs. <laughs> I regret to inform you he's in the other room. Oh. Uh-oh. We can still phone a friend, right? Mm, I don't think think you're in the wrong place. Oh, damn it. Oh, and hey, uh, Tiffany Armand is back for another go, which at this point is a bit like saying water is wet. Hey there, Tiff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm uh, I'm ready to be in the middle, or maybe on top. Excellent. <laughs> this time, I have a good feeling about, uh, about your chances this time, Tiff. I'm like the cream in the Oreo. I'm ready to go. I've seen these other people play, so uh, I think you got a pretty good chance. <laughs> These players were, as usual, introduced in order of play as determined by Random.org. Random.org, it's the Freshmaker. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> mean it'll get me into a concert for free? Uh, you know, I'm not really supposed to be hosting this show. I only got in here by putting a bandana on my head and pretending <laughs> I was part of the road crew. <laughs> so here's how we play low definition. Uh, in each round, I will read a word. Then each of you will send me a definition for that word. Anyone who sends me the correct definition gets an automatic three points and gets to point and laugh at the other players for the remainder of the round. As for the rest of you, I randomize and read your definitions along with the real one. Then each of you gets a chance to guess which one the real one is. You get two points if you identify the real definition, and you get one point for each player who guesses your fake definition. First player to 18 wins by order of Her Royal Majesty the Queen. Uh, I could change that, but I do not wish to cause an international incident, so 18 it is. <laughs> uh, oh, and if none of you gets the correct definition in a round, 
the goofball with the spreadsheet, by which I mean me, gets six points. So if you blow it thrice, I win the game, and you all will feel shame. So I, uh, I feel shame it, already. Is that okay? It rhymes, so it must and be true. And you should. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so everybody got that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't care. Let's play low definition. <laughs> Too late if we don't. <laughs> so here it is, round one already. Wow, this game has gone by so fast. <laughs> and the word for round one is... Zymalalagnia. Zymalalagnia. That's spelled X-I-M-E-L-O-L-A-G-N-I-A. Zymalalagnia. Please... Why don't you send me your definitions for zymalolagnia? Now, I'd like to start with an easy one, as you know. I've got that Dave Brubeck album, Zymalolagnia. It's a really, sure. it's really good. It's got a great beat. Garfield really hates zymalolagnia. <laughs> I thought that was Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Monday happens more Sorry. often. He likes zymalolagnia. Zymalolasagna he does not like. I think that's how you spell the lyrics to the Weird Al song, Lasagna, that's a parody of La Bamba. Mm. <laughs> sure. All right. Uh, all of the definitions are in for word for round one, which was Zymalalagnia. I will now read them, and uh, you all get to guess which one is real. Zymalalagnia. Feelings of power after taking advantage of a sale or coupon. A medical condition where a lack of platelets causes a dangerous thinning of the blood. An oversensitivity to fish. (laughs) A blood disorder that causes chest pain. A fetish for looking at women sitting with their legs crossed. To be or become weak or feeble, semicolon, droop, (laughs) semicolon, fade. Or the capillaries in a tree that carry water from the roots to the leaves. Those are the definitions for zymalalagnia. Nobody got it, so I'm already happier uh, with this game than the last one. So (laughs) things are going well. Yay, we're all dumber. <laughs> Let's see if we can continue Yay! our streak uh, by seeing what Monty thinks is the correct definition for zymalalagnia. What do you think, Monty? I think it's the platelets one. The platelets one. First time I saw that word or heard that word, I thought platelets. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you didn't think like horse hide or something. That would be a really weird thing to Delicious think when someone platelets. says platelets. Are you a vampire, Monty? Kathy Campbell, what do you think is zymalalagnia? I would like to choose the tree one. The tree one. The capillaries in a tree that carry water from yes, the roots to the leaves. All righty, Chip. When I first heard this word, I immediately thought semicolon. Mm-hmm. So weak or feeble, semicolon, fade. <laughs> okay. Very good. Uh, Glenn. What? Let the ruining commence. Oh God. Oversensitivity to fish. I want to give 
points to that person because it's just such a beautiful it's it's almost as good as uh as less popular chicken i think but you know <laughs> See, less tasty precursor to the modern chicken tooting my own horn but oversensitivity fish is very good however it's not it's not what it is not what it is uh it's we have so many medical conditions here i'm having some Got capillaries, well as with trees. Got chest pain, blood disorder, platelets, so many things. Well, you are a mess. This is I'm not feeling so <laughs> weak and feeble. Um, so I'm all alike. And you have a semicolon, which is even worse. That's right. I, have I a think descending. if you pick your own answer, you get a point automatically. Uh, no, you do not. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> but you fool other people. I Monty picked platelets, and he's a smart man, so it's possible that's correct. He might be throwing me off. Um, I'm going to pick. Uh, the women, the fetish of women's legs being crossed, just for something different, because none of the others I can't, I can't decide. So I'm taking that one, okay. just to ruin your chances, Stephen. <laughs> can't decide, so you're just <laughs> randomly stabbing in the dark. That I'm seems stabbing like a good strategy. At, wait, I'm not stabbing at women. I'm picking a fetish. Okay, moving along. <laughs> Shannon, <laughs> I beg your pardon. <laughs> what was the first definition again that you gave us? Feelings of power after taking advantage of a sale or coupon. <laughs> what the hell? I'm going with that one because I've experienced that feeling and it's mm. lovely. What You'd the hell? You better believe you yes. have. <laughs> <Zymalagnia. laughs> Alright. No domestic disputes on the show. And <laughs> Tiff, which of these is Zymalagnia? I'm really taken with the fetish, but Glenn voted for that one. Yeah, that's always <laughs> a scary thing. Yeah. I know. But he has won this game, so he must have done something right at some point. I know. What's the Sharon Stone movie? We could name that clue after that one. Fatal Attraction? No, no. Basic Instinct. Oh, I don't know what to do without my Wicker Mose. Okay, I'm going to go with the fish. The oversensitivity to fish. Madam will take the fish. Although I don't know what you're sensitive about. Or is it maybe you feel bad for them? Fish! They, or is it when you're sensitive? Them? You got a fish. I don't fish. know. Okay, I'm going to go with the fetish. Back to the fetish. Fish, Back to the blush, fetish. Fish. Are you sure? Yes. Kill the fish. It's dead to me. Kill the <laughs> fish. According to Steve. Is that what? your final answer? <laughs> yes, final answer. And All also, right. Glenn is super stabby tonight. Steve is the one who wants to stab things. I, I, no, I didn't say that. You I was did. Standing here. Don't project your stabbing things on me. I know, this game women, has gotten fish, so violent. What is happening here? This is wait. <laughs> things are getting out of control. Let's uh, let's get back to the game here. So um, let's start with uh, Shannon, who thought that uh, Zymla Lagnia was feelings of power after taking advantage of a sale or coupon. I don't doubt there is a word for that, but it's not this one. This was Tiff's <laughs> definition. <laughs> one point for Tiff. I do want a word for that though. So next oh, time, yeah. you owe me. <laughs> Monty was uh, was. Diverted by the word platelets in the medical condition where a lack of platelets causes a dangerous thinning of the blood. And he was, in fact, diverted by Shannon Sutter. So uh, one point for Shannon. Yay. Chip thought that zymelagnia was to be or become weak or feeble, semicolon, droop, semicolon, <laughs> fade, knowing my love for semicolons. But apparently Kathy Campbell <laughs> also knows my love for semicolons because that was her definition. <laughs> Speaking Started of Kathy, out right. She thought that Zymelagnia were the capillaries in a tree that carry water from the roots to the leaves. In fact, that was just a point for Glenn Fleischman, so... That's Zylem, isn't it? X-Y-L-E-M? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 
And that leaves Glenn and Tiff, both Uh-oh. of whom thought that Zymalalagnia was a fetish for looking at women sitting with their legs crossed. <laughs> and that is indeed Zymalalagnia. Chock full of points. I don't recognize any words in there, parts that mean leg, but that's just me. Yes. I'm a little legnia. It's right there. <laughs> <laughs> My legs are crossed right now for all those I'm a legnias out there. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, oh. oh, boy. All right. Well, that was exciting. So after that first round, uh, Glenn and Tiff tied for first place. With three points each, you're already out of the middle of the pack, Tiff. Good job. Good oh, work, I just, I'm just going to savor this spot right now, That's even though right. I'm scared. Good work. Uh, tied for third with one point each, Kathy and Shannon. Everybody else has nothing, but it's early yet. We'll see what happens in round two, which is coming right now. The word for round two is dermapterin. Dermapterin. That is spelled D-E-R-M-A-P-T-E-R-A-N. Dermapterin. Please send me your definitions for dermapterin now. I'm pretty sure that that's actually one of the alien races in Star Trek. I gotta change my answer. Okay, at long last, all of the definitions are in for dermapterin. I will read them now. Dermapterin. Of or relating to moths. A patterned discoloration of the skin caused by varicose veins. The freshly grown skin beneath a scab. An earwig. Acne scars on the face or neck. A fold of skin that forms as the result of a benign tumor. Or scaled skin characterized by a thick, pebbly texture. So, those are your options. Fairly skin-heavy this time. (laughs) Gross. Just the way I like it. (laughs) And the first to guess for round two is... Kathy Campbell. <sighs> so many options. All the words. Um, and I believe I would like to go with the one about the varicose veins, please. Okie dokie. A pattern discoloration of the skin caused by varicose veins. Delightful. Chips at Earth. I have a feeling. I'm going to say that... A feeling deep really, inside? Yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. Uh, call me crazy, but I think this is moth-related. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> should, I start, should I start singing that song <laughs> that the tiny ladies sing? <laughs> no, not moth-related. <laughs> moth-related. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like you get those breath mints that uh, have the power of moth in them. They've been moth-related. Moth-toes? Oh. <laughs> uh, moving right along. So I, I take it from your moth mention that you want to take of or relating to moths as your answer, Chip? I believe that is what I did. Then so let it be written. Uh, Glenn. <sighs> well, I'm gonna, I might use the Mose strategy, which is when there's a ton of stuff that's the same, your best bet is to pick something different. So moths or earwigs. Moths or earwigs. Uh, I'm going with earwig since Chip picked moth just for variety. 
Fair enough. By the way, that answer would have had to be about 20 minutes longer for you to really use the Mose strategy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I learned so much from him, though. Shannon, what is dermapterin? Uh, I... <laughs> I, I I do not trust the Latin. I, I, I do not trust the Latin. Um, I'm going to go with the moth one, too. All right. Shannon and Chip. Aboard the moth train. Okay, Tiff. <laughs> Earwig. 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 Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is Seti Alpha. Or she has just chosen Earwig as her answer. I'm going to assume the latter. Monty. What was the scab one? <laughs> <laughs> the freshly grown skin beneath a scab. Mm. That is my answer. The freshly grown skin beneath a scab. Mm, Dermapterin. Yummy. Dermapterin, that. <laughs> Throw that out one more time just in case it changes your answer. That's, that's, a, that's high, high strategy. All right. So all the guesses are in. Let's find oh out my. what happened there. Oh, my. Chip and Shannon, the Sudearths, both thought that dermapterin was of or relating to moths. It was not. That was Glenn's answer. <laughs> Two more points to Glenn. Damn you, Fleischman. <laughs> Tiff thought that dermapterin, I'm sorry, Kathy thought that... Oh. <laughs> oh. happen? We are... What does it mean? <laughs> it's a clue. Uh-oh. You know what? Forget it. Monty thought... <laughs> 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 that dermapterin was the freshly grown skin beneath a scab. No, that was Kathy Campbell's answer. One point for Kathy. Gross. Speaking of Kathy, <laughs> she thought that dermapterin was a patterned discoloration of the skin caused by varicose veins. That was a definition caused by Tiff. So one point for Tiff. Yes. And speaking of Tiff, and also Glenn, well, who both yes. thought that dermapterin was an earwig. Uh-oh. Say it. They were both correct. What? Yes! Wow. Two Damn points it! each to oh Glenn and Tiff. Oh, I'm on fire! fire! Order Dermaptera is the earwigs. So there you go. So after that round, round two, uh, Glenn has taken an early lead with seven points. What Ooh. the hell, Glenn? <laughs> My answer, once again, was not chosen. But coming uh, close on his heels with six points is Tiff. Yes. In third with two points is Kathy. In fourth with one point is Shannon. Everybody else has got bupkis. But it is only round That's three. okay. The only winning move is not to play. <laughs> well, you've already failed then. All righty then. So let's move along to round three. Round three. The word for round three is... Zarf. Zarf. <laughs> Z-A-R-F. Zarf. Please... Send me your definitions for Zarf. Now. Can we watch that movie on uh, on uh, rocket surgery? <laughs> oh, Let's just get all those Thundercats references out of the way now. Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> David is sitting at home listening to this saying, Zarf? Zarf? <laughs> Zarf from Arf in the last season of Mork from Ork. Mork and Mindy. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody watched that season. It wasn't very good. Was that the Jonathan Winter season? Yes, it was. Oh, my. It was very bad. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> All of the answers are in for the word Zarf. Apparently, if you 
uh, you write a short word, you get definitions much quicker. So three-letter words from now on. Uh, here's what I got for the word zarf, and you got to live with it. Zarf. Dried mineral residue left behind by evaporation. A metal holder for a coffee cup without a handle. A soiled picnic basket. I'm sorry, a soiled <laughs> picnic blanket. Hey, boo-boo, oh. what's up? The picnic thing threw me <laughs> Crude, imperfect, or temporary. A moss native to Australia. An appetizer made from duck fat and breadcrumbs. Or a walrus's tooth that is not a tusk. Those are your options for the word zarf. And the first to guess amongst them is Chip. Oh, great. Zarf me, Chip. (laughs) (laughs) My wife's on this call. (laughs) But we'll talk later. Um, on that note, I'm going to go with the dried mineral residue evaporated. All right. Uh, Glenn. Uh, hey, Steve, would you give me the picnic basket one again? I did not quite Remember catch it's it. it's a picnic blanket. A soiled picnic blanket? Yes. I'm going with walrus tooth, not a tusk. Okay. You got it, boo-boo. <laughs> uh, Shannon. Um, <laughs> crude temporary was that that one in the middle? Crude, imperfect, or temporary? That one. You got it. Tiff, which of these is a zarf? The walrus. The walrus. The, the walrus tooth, not a tusk. All right, goo goo gajoob. Uh, Monty. <laughs> uh, I was waiting for that. <laughs> Dried mineral residue. Okay. Although it bothers me that it says dried and evaporated in the definition. Mm. <laughs> and yet you're picking it. Yes. Doesn't okay. bother me that much. <laughs> All right. And <laughs> Kathy. Uh, let's go with the metal holder with the coffee cup thing. Okay. All righty then. Well, let's start with uh, Chip and Monty, who both thought that Zarf was dried mineral residue left behind by evaporation. It was not. That was Glenn's answer. Two more points for oh. Glenn. Yikes. He's halfway there, guys. What is going on? I don't know. I'm not usually this convincing to other people. Of anything at <laughs> all, ever. Kathy thought that a zarf was a metal holder for a coffee cup without a handle. And in fact, that is a zarf. Oh. Two points Whoa. to Kathy. <clears throat> Excellent. Yes, it's a Middle Eastern term. It's an ornamental metal thing oh. that you put your... I guess ceramic or whatever coffee cup in and uh, drink it. I'm going to tell you this. David has like a windowsill full of those. <laughs> More than likely. <laughs> Shannon thought that uh, Zarf was crude, imperfect, or temporary. No, in fact, that was Kathy's answer. So one more point for Kathy. She's making her Yay! move. That leaves Glenn and Tiff, both of whom thought that Zarf was a walrus's tooth that is not a tusk. That is a very good answer. I like that one, but it was Chip's answer. Nice Not chip. the correct definition. So two points to Chip. How sharper the fall than a begins. walrus's tooth. All sorts of craziness on the scoreboard after round three. Whoa. Wow. Glenn is still in the lead with nine points. 
Uh, I don't know what's happening. I'm going to sell all my stock. Uh, Tiff <laughs> is in second with six points. In third with five points is Kathy. In fourth with two is Chip. In fifth with one is Shannon. Monty and I both have zero. You've got Zarf. For biding our time. That's right. Yes, we're slow starters, but uh, we make a dash at the end. That's how it works. Wait till the crazy round. Yeah, crazy round. <laughs> well, let's move on to round four. I uh, kind of tired of words and definitions, so let's do something different. <laughs> this is a round I call You Give This Place a Bad Name. This is about places that have bad names. Okay. <laughs> Mainly places that uh, maybe the town fathers should have thought a little harder before they settled on the name for whatever place it was. Uh, so I'm going to describe a place to you, and uh, you guys are going to tell me what that place is actually called. Uh, this particular place is an unincorporated community in northern Clay County, West Virginia. It's at about uh, 909 feet elevation. Like all of West Virginia, it's in the 304 and 681 area codes. Uh, you can find it on a map at 38 degrees, 34 minutes, 7 seconds uh, north, 81 degrees, 3 minutes, 42 seconds west. And if that's not enough for you to immediately know the place I'm talking about, I will give you this one-word clue <laughs> to the name <laughs> of this unincorporated community in West Virginia. And that clue is this. Orifice. Mm. Orifice. <laughs> now keep in mind, this, this is, is a family show. Let's not go crazy here. <laughs> Remember, Glenn's kids are going to be listening to this later, so... Kids, it's time to go to bed now. <laughs> go right now. It said go to bed. So uh, won't you please send me the name of that unincorporated community in northern Clay County, West Virginia? Now. Oh, that's a, that's a good one. Hmm. I wasn't expecting a good one. Certainly wasn't mine. All of the orifices are in. For this unincorporated township. Children, go to bed right now. This is your father speaking. <laughs> Shockingly, no one got the actual town name. I was pretty sure that when I gave that. you the coordinates, you'd be able to pinpoint it, but uh, apparently <sighs> not. So close. So uh, let's find out which names you have to choose from for this, uh, this township, or this community, rather. The word names is in quotes. <laughs> Remember, the clue was orifice. <laughs> <laughs> I love that word. Ear Canal, West Virginia. Gaping Holler, West Virginia. Hell, West Virginia. Nostril, West Virginia. Booger Hole, West Virginia. <laughs> Please let that be it. Honeytown, West Virginia. Oh, that just sounds fun. Or Lower Poor, West Virginia. Ooh. Lower Poor. <laughs> so, those are the, the options <laughs> for this little place in West Virginia. Oh, it sounds like an orifice. And the first to get to choose from amongst the orifices is Glenn Fleischman. Oh, hooray. Pick your favorite orifice, Glenn. <clears throat> oh, Stephen. Stephen. <laughs> Someday I hope we go to other planets so we can find more orifices to explore. Um, 
I uh. am going to go with nostril. I like that. All right. Glenn is picking his nostril. Exactly. Good. <laughs> you prick your friends, Kentucky Towns. Good for you. It's West Virginia, <laughs> but that's okay. Let's not try Kentucky. It's all the this. same. They've done nothing. Oh, Shannon, won't you uh, pick a, an orifice here? <laughs> oh, I'm going to try ear canal. Ear canal. Okay. Tiff. Booger hole. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Give it to me. Monty. Uh, I'm all in on nostril. I'll bet oh. all my points that it's nostril. <laughs> Up to the third knuckle. Okay. <laughs> Kathy. Whew. So many good choices. Mm, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> let's go with the poor. Lower poor. Lower poor. All right. And that leaves Chip Sutterth. Chip. Why don't you dig I'm- in and tell me which orifice <laughs> <laughs> you would like to pick? Did you write these all ahead of time? No. Oh. It's bad now. We have, we have definitely reached peak Lutz here, I'm telling you that. I don't know. <laughs> no. Don't tempt him. He'll get worse. Uh, booger hole? Yes! <laughs> booger hole? <laughs> Wow, the, the play styles between you two are so different. <laughs> Chip's all booger hole, and Tiff's just robust about it. Booger hole! Right. I'm a classy broad. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I could be a classy broad. Well, why don't we start with that one then? Tiff and Chip both thought that this little place in West Virginia is called Booger Hole, West Virginia. And they're both correct. There is a... <laughs> Unincorporated community in West Virginia known as Booger Hole. (laughs) It needed to be Booger Hole. I'm so excited. It sure did. (laughs) Let's go through the rest of them. Uh, Monty's definition was, or Monty's uh, orifice, I guess. (laughs) 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 Go to bed, kids. Go to bed. Monty wrote the following. He wrote Ear Canal. Shannon thought that one was pretty good, so one point to Monty for that. Uh, Glenn's gaping holler got nothing. I'm very sad about that. Kathy's hell didn't rope anybody in. Uh, Shannon got both Glenn and Monty with nostril. Good call. Good work. Tiff couldn't help herself. She had to write Honeytown, and I respect her for that, but she didn't get anything. <laughs> and uh, Chip wrote Lower Poor, and Kathy thought that sounded pretty good, so she picked it and gave Chip a point. So there you go. That's round four. Feeling pretty good about it. Guess I'm the only one. <laughs> it's kind of a you know, we're neck and neck. Let's we see. Style Glenn, points. You, uh, you did nothing that round, so you are still have nine, but you're still in the lead. Oh. Barely, oh. by just a hair over oh. Tiff, who's in second with eight points. Damn. Just a nose hair. Nose hair. Mm. Oh. oh, look at you. You are classy. You're in Thanks. the right place. Tied for third with five points each, Kathy and Chip. In fifth with three, it's Shannon. Uh, in six with one, it's Monty. Only one left on the starting square is me, but uh, that's all right. I like it here. That's it's good. where I feel comfortable. <laughs> all right, so let's move on to round five. Round five is a listener word. Ooh. Woohoo! Listeners! Woo! We have listeners. Listeners. This one comes from listener Joseph. Oh, listener Joseph. Yeah, <laughs> he's your favorite, I know. <laughs> 
Maybe not so much after this word, which is testudinal. Testudinal. T-E-S-T-U-D-I-N-A-L. Testudinal. Please send me your definitions for testudinal. Now. I hate those times when you think you know the word, but you can't remember the definition, but you know you once knew the word at some point in the past. Those usually work out pretty well because you have a definition that could be right, and then when you hear oh. the definition, you jump on it. This is true. So I got uh, the navel-gazing one, Omphaloskepsis. Yes. Those are my favorite parts of the Dark Crystal. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they made Funko Pops of those. <laughs> all right, all of the definitions are in for the word testudinal. And uh, we have our first sad face of this round, and it didn't come from David J. Lore because he's not here, as far as I know. Uh, Monty Ashley had the <gasps> correct answer, or no. pretty darn close to it. So, uh, Sad face for Monty. That means he gets three points and doesn't get to guess. Well, but uh, <laughs> I got job, three anyway. points. Hey, three points is good. So I will now read the remaining, remaining, remaining <laughs> words. Rock bottom remaining. <laughs> the remaining definitions for testudinal. Here they are. Testudinal. To read the final line of a book before the beginning. A portion of the ear canal. A person who is exceptionally sweet, young, and innocent. Having great endurance. Pertaining to or resembling a tortoise or tortoise shell. Or relying on the Socratic method in tutoring. Those are your options for testudinal. And since this is round five, we get to start with Shannon. Oh, joy. Um, I will go with the, the sweet, young, innocent. Which one was that one? A person who is exceptionally sweet, young, and innocent. I'll take that one. All right. Sounds good. Someday I hope to meet someone like that. Uh, <laughs> me <Tiff>. too. <laughs> it's not me. Uh, I'm going to go with um, the tortoise. Okay. You go with that. Uh, Monty doesn't get a guess. pertaining to. Oh, oh. damn. Ah, oh, damn it. Okay. Do nope. you, you can change it. He hasn't picked, uh, the next person hasn't picked yet if you want to change it. Because uh, it said other pertaining to, didn't it? Pertaining to or resembling. Ugh. That's a murderous phrase right there. Oh. I don't know anything better. So going with, I'll stick with it. (laughs) (laughs) Your pain is tangible (sighs) and delicious. (laughs) All right, Uh, Monty. Hey now. Monty. Stop skipping me. Monty. Yeah. I'm skipping you. Kathy. Uh (laughs) Uh, Let's go with having great endurance. Okay. That one. Radio chip. How how about tortoise one? Okay. All righty. Uh, Glenn. 
It's just frustrating because I know there is a word for something that is to read the final line of a book before the beginning, but I think it's like anti something or other. Um, it's, I know a lot about the ear canal. I can't go into why. Uh, and it's not that. <laughs> um, oh, I don't think the tortoise should be tortuga. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick to read final line because I like it and I I don't none of the rest of them sound possible to me so I'm going with that final line of book for beginning. All right. Well then, let's start with that one. Glenn thought that Testudinal oh. was to read the final line of a book before the beginning. It's Tiff's. He gave a point to Tiff for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks, Glenn. You're welcome. Shannon thought that a testudinal was a person who is exceptionally sweet, young, and innocent. That was Kathy Campbell's answer. <laughs> Speaking of Kathy, she thought testudinal was having great endurance. Great. That was Glenn's answer. One point for Glenn. And that leaves Tiff and Chip, both of whom thought that testudinal was pertaining to or resembling a tortoise or tortoise shell. And they were both correct. Two points each to Chip and Tiff. Uh oh. I know what this means. What does it mean, Glenn? I'm confused. Oh, Tiff is the leader right now. Oh, you're right. She (laughs) is. Uh, Hmm. Congratulations, Tiff. Uh, I am the walrus. Well, look at that. So Tiff leads. I was going to say you're the booger hole, but that's too cruel. That's too (laughs) Booger hole. You're not. You got to say it right. Uh, After five rounds, Tiff leads with 11 points. Uh, In second now is Glenn with 10. In third place with seven points is Chip Sutterth. In fourth with six is Kathy Campbell. In fifth with four points, Monty Ashley. In sixth with three, Shannon Sutterth. And I've got nothing. That's the best part. Steve, you don't don't have nothing. You've got us. People. I've got less than nothing is what you're telling me. <laughs> well, looky here. It's round six. Round six is the crazy <laughs> round. What? <laughs> yes, that's right. I've made peace with round six. It is once again the crazy round. Round seven was working out very nicely, and then David Lore had to go and win the last game during crazy round seven and just make a mockery of the whole thing. I, <laughs> I So round six is once again the crazy round where anything could happen. So watch out. It's crazy. And the word for round six, the crazy round, is bosky. Bosky. B-O-S-K-Y. So, please, send me your definitions for bosky. Now. Infamous uh, trader. In the- yeah, that insider trading guy, right? Now deeply involved in prostates. That's why Steve brought it up. I mean, helping to cure men's prostate cancer. Deeply involved in prostates? He's helping to cure <laughs> men's prostate cancer. You know, as the son of a gastroenterologist. What? I love that song. <laughs> I was born the son of a the gastroenterologist. Son of a gastroenterologist. You're the son of a gastroenterologist? I am. This explains so much. Also, your choice of cat. You can't choose your cat. You can't choose a shoe. That's true. What? When the cat is ready student appears all right all of the definitions are in for the word <laughs> bosky and these are them bosky. bosky covered with trees 
a small dwelling in rural Scotland built into the side of a hill. A Scandinavian broth. Polish variant on hockey that involves hitting the puck with a mallet. To declare earnestly. The coating of ice over a landscape post-freezing rain. Or like a swamp. Those are your options for the word bosky. And being round six, the first to get to choose is Tiff. Oh, I don't Which like of those. Which those is bosky? What was the one right before the swamp? The coating of ice over a landscape post-freezing rain. And the one before that. <laughs> to, declare, <laughs> to declare earnestly. You want me to just read them no, all? No, no, that was, that was the one I wanted. I oh, declare you. earnestly. Okay. Hmm. Know what I mean, Vern? Uh, Monty. Wait, no, no, no. That's not the one I wanted. I wanted the swamp. Wait, I was just going, swamp? I was going, hmm. I was thinking. I had a hmm. No. Wow. So the, like a swamp. Like a swamp. Like a swamp. Are we certain? Just like we, a swamp. Yeah. We like a swamp. Touched okay. for the very first time. <laughs> wow. Oh, <my>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this probably is the last crazy time round. being that you are like a swamp. Uh, Monty. Swamp thing. Uh, I like covered with trees. Do you? Yes. Okay. You I want to pick that one? Yes, I do. Okay. Crazy round. Crazy Kathy. That was not meant to imply that you are crazy Kathy, by the way. It just happened to butt up uh-huh. against your name. Way to bring up, you know, kindergarten angst. Um, Let's go with a coating of ice after the freezing rain thing. Sure. Let's do that. Chip. I would like to live in a small Scottish dwelling, if I might. Sure. How about one built into the side of a hill? Does that sound good to you? Excellent. Shannon, how do you feel about that? I have one of those. It just opened up. Glenn, how do you feel about the word bosky? I just want to say earnestly that I like all these clues very much. This is like the, sweet, the crazy round is full of sweet, interesting definitions. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. Um, well, I, li- I like a good hockey mallet. That's uh, my yeah. Well, who doesn't? Um, it actually all sounds like plots from different Star Trek episodes. In fact, um, let's see. I think <laughs> I, I love that Scandinavian broth episode. <laughs> they could have just the Scandinavians and they. <laughs> Not a guy in that. They talk about exactly listen like it. Well, you gotta get right with um I'm gonna go with covered with trees, which is also um from the Gashley Crumb Crashley Crumb Tinies. Covered with trees. Um no, that's what I want. One of the children died because they were covered with trees. Exactly. Wow. Wow. L is for Larry covered with trees. It would be Bosky covered with trees, right? There you go. Bosky covered with trees. Uh oh, who's next? It's Shannon. Hi Shannon. What's Bosky? I I am in a quandary because I could go with uh Chip, my... can you go and get Shannon out of her quandary so she can choose a definition? <laughs> <laughs> do I get so an I extra either... point if I do? You do not. <laughs> then then she's stuck there. Oh, <laughs> this is like a Doctor Who episode. No, I'm I'm debating between going for what my language skills are telling me might be the right one or going for something totally different so to try and keep Steve from getting six points because it is the crazy round and this mm. is the round it'll happen in mm. if it happens at all. So I debate. I dither. 
Uh, language nerd wins. Bosky, uh, covered in trees. Covered in trees. All right. in the Spanish. Oop, what happened there? I'm with you on that, Shannon. <laughs> All right, so everyone has guessed. Let's see what happened. Uh, Tiff thought that Bosky was like a swamp. It's not. That was Monty's answer. Kathy, meanwhile, thought that Bosky was the coating of ice over a landscape post-freezing rain. That was, in fact, Tiff's answer, so one point to Tiff. Lisa got one. Yes. Chip thought that a Bosky was a small dwelling in rural Scotland built into the side of a hill. That is incorrect. That was Shannon's answer. Come live with me and be my love. Yeah, good luck getting out of that quandary now. (laughs) And that leaves Monty, Glenn, and Shannon, all of whom thought that Bosky was covered with trees. If they're right, they each get two points. If they're wrong, I get six. So it's six points either way. (laughs) What is Bosky? It's covered with trees. Yay! Woo! Shannon, I don't know very much Spanish, but I know what Bosque means. Yes. (laughs) So, after that round, we have a tie, folks, for first place. We are That's pretty crazy. Uh, so, 12 points each for Glenn and Tiff. They're yeah. tied for first. In tied for third, Monty and Chip with seven points. Tied for fifth with six points each. Kathy and Shannon. Uh, I have yet to make a dent in the scoreboard. Are you even trying... Not particularly. No. I just want to point. I appreciate it. I want to point out: neither Tiff nor I knew the definition of any of these words so far. Ooh, <gasps> take that, Laura. Take that. Well, words aren't working out That's too right. good for me, so I'm gonna switch gears here and let's uh, let's do something a little different. Uh, let's play a round of "Love Is a Strange Place." <laughs> oh dear! Longtime listeners will recognize that as the Portuguese for "lost in translation." Uh, this is, of course. Movie titles that have been poorly translated for other markets outside of the United States. Uh, I'm going to give you the name of the movie and the country in which the uh, title was poorly translated, and you're going to tell me what that poorly translated title means when translated back into English. Uh, So, of course, uh, our previous example of this is Die Hard in, I think it was Norway? Was it Norway? I don't know. Some country somewhere calls Die Hard Action Skyscraper. Scraper, 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 scraper. But that, of course, is not the movie we are going to go with tonight. Tonight, we are going to uh, we're going to guess what the people of Japan call oh, dear. the movie Army of Darkness. <laughs> so I want you to tell me what the Japanese call the movie Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness, of course, being the third of the Evil Dead films, featuring Bruce Campbell as Ash, fighting deadites in a medieval setting. That's about all the background I'm willing to give those of you who have never seen Army of Darkness. So, please tell me what the Japanese translation of Army of Darkness is now. Can you describe the Army of Darkness again? I've never seen this movie. Oh my god. So these rounds are all about making Tiff watch movies she's never seen. Yes, that's what it's all about. Well, have uh, you seen the Evil Dead movies? No. Okay. Uh, at the end of Evil Dead 2, our hero, who has a chainsaw hand, is flung into the past, <laughs> into medieval times, the actual time period, not the chain restaurant experience. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so chainsaw hand person is yes. in medieval times. That's and there are the of people who are possessed by evil spirits, who are known as deadites, uh, who are causing a ruckus. And the chainsaw hand man fights them. These are all okay. the movie titles. Chainsaw hand man fights them. <laughs> <laughs> all of the translations are in for Army of Darkness. Uh, one of these titles is what the Japanese actually call the movie Army of Darkness. It's up to you to pick which one it is. So, Army of Darkness. Zombies of Samurai. Time Bandit. Night of the Night. That first night with a K, obviously. Obviously. Captain Supermarket. <laughs> 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 Chainsaw Happy Man <laughs> Vampire Platoon or Machete Man versus Zombie Knights again K Knights so those are the translations one of those really is what the Japanese call Army of Darkness and seeing as this is round 7 Monty will be the first to choose amongst them. Which one well, do you think it is? I know there's a movie called Time Bandits, but I don't see why there couldn't be another one called Time Bandits Singular. No Me one's still. stopping them. So I'm going to go with that one. Time right. Bandit. Time Bandit it is. Kathy. Let's go with Night of Night. Night of the Night. Kathy. Chip. I'm kind of disappointed nobody tried for or tried a Briscoe County Jr. reference in here somewhere. Oh, <laughs> I'm not sure that ever played in the Japanese market, but you never know. Mm, uh, I'll say Vampire Platoon. Vampire Platoon for Chip. Glenn. I too like Vampire Platoon, so I shall choose that. Why not? Okay, uh, Shannon, you're up next. What was the one before Vampire Platoon? Chainsaw Happy Man. Yeah, that, I gotta, yeah, that one. Okay. Well, it was a game show. Sure. Exactly. <laughs> no one comes out alive. <laughs> and that leaves Tiff. Tiff, which of those is the Japanese translation of Army of Darkness? I like Chainsaw Happy Man, and I also like Vampire Platoon. Hmm. And because decisions, we did all that decisions. chainsaw talking, I think people probably would have avoided the chainsaw references. So maybe it's actually the chainsaw one. I'm going to go with Chainsaw Happy Man. Oh, okay. It's like Happy that's, Cat, but man. That's some next level strategizing you're doing there. The Moe's is with you. <laughs> and also with you. Well, I don't know. Moe's might suggest that someone would use chainsaw because we assume no one would use chainsaw. Mm. Ooh, well, all the deep. guesses are in now, so why don't we just find out, huh? Let's never find <laughs> out. Let's start with Monty. Who saw no reason why there couldn't be a movie called Time Bandit when there's already a movie called Time Bandits? There really isn't a reason, but in this case, that was not the title. That was Glenn's answer, so... Glenn, you monster. I'm a yeah. monster. What are you going to do? I just did it. Kathy thought that uh, <laughs> Army of Darkness is known as Night of the Night. In Japan? Nope, that was Tiff's answer. Another point for Damn Tiff. Damn it, Tiff. 
Speaking of Tiff, she and Shannon both thought that Army of Darkness is known as Chainsaw Happy Man. Oh. Or possibly Chainsaw Happy Man, but I didn't see a dash there. Anyway, that was Chips. <laughs> Good work. Two points for Chip. That leaves Chip and Glenn, both of whom thought that Army of Darkness was known as Vampire Ooh. Platoon. It's not. Oh. 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 Two points to Monty for that answer. Oh. Revenge. I thought it was going to Steve. Uh, Kathy got nothing for Zombies of Samurai. Shannon got nothing for Machete Man versus Zombie Knights. Oh, no. And I got six oh. points for the real title that Army of Darkness goes by in Japan, which is... Captain Supermarket. You. Oh, oh you did. Oh, my God. Is, is he in a supermarket at some point? Believe it or not, there's a framing story that uh, in which Ash is describing at the some sort of Kmart-like chain store. S-Mart. Really Shop Smart. Shop S-Mart. Shop S-Mart. There you go. And he's <laughs> explaining what happened to him to one of his coworkers in the supermarket. Apparently, that made enough of an impression on the Japanese that they decided to name the whole movie after it. Yeah, the final so, uh, scene, he kind of does a trampoline flip over some aisles. Yeah, he goes over a check stand, I think. Yeah. So six points to this guy for oh, that. Thank man. you, Japan. <laughs> <laughs> so after round seven, uh, we still have a tie for first place. <gasps> Glenn and Tiff each have 13 <gasps> points. They're still in first. Uh, tied for third with nine points each, Monty and Chip. Uh, tied for fifth with six points each. Everybody else, that's Kathy, Shannon, and me. Oh, wow. Oof. What a crazy scoreboard. T- Tiff, <laughs> it's not like even to, the crazy round. Tiff, I'd like to purchase your share of first place from you, and I, I think we could work out a deal and put out a press release about it. What you got? <laughs> Monopoly money? <laughs> Booger holes. <laughs> All right, so that was round seven. Let's move on to round eight, which, uh, oh, what the heck? Let's do another listener word. This no, one comes to us. Wait, <laughs> listeners love us. He's so my listener favorite. Joseph. Listener word. Uh, this one comes from listener Jason. And uh, the word that listener Jason submitted was this. Feeg. Feeg. F-E-A-G-U-E. Feeg. Please. Send me your definitions for the word feeg now. And these are all usually English words, right? It's not like... Yeah. No, I try to avoid anything that's clearly just a word that was picked from another language. Okay. There are frequently things like Scottish dialect kind of things, but it seems like a cheat if I just take like a word from Swahili and throw it out there. Although I think I've done that before, come to think of it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Wow. All the definitions are in for Feig. Feig. (laughs) And uh, I'm going to read them now, and then you guys can pick which one is the real definition. Good luck to you. Feig. (laughs) (laughs) The unit of measurement for land worked by serfs for a landed noble. A pickpocket. Uneasiness, anguish, distress. A fight between siblings. A musical phrase. 
to insert a live eel into a horse's rectum. <laughs> Family show? <laughs> Orifice. There's a or, different word if the eel dies. <laughs> or a sudden fainting. As probably just happened to most of our listeners. <laughs> My goodness, I, I have the vapors. So, <laughs> so does the eel. Just wait till you get the live eel treatment. Perk <laughs> oh. <laughs> up. That uh, so those are your options for the word feed. Oh my god! <laughs> One of those is I guarantee it the real answer, and uh, first to choose amongst them is Kathy Campbell. Feed, oh. Kathy. <sighs> um, let's. Oof. Okay, uh, the fainting one. A sudden fainting. Yes. All right. Okay, Chip. I'm feeling really uneasy about the live eel one, so I'm going to go with uneasiness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uneasiness, anguish, distress for Chip. Glenn. Uh, it pains me, but I will also choose uneasiness. All right, sure. Causes me anguish anguish and distress. Choose uneasiness. <laughs> I don't know about this campaign slogan, Steve. <laughs> yeah, didn't fit on the shirt. That's why they want to choose life eventually. Uh, oh, Shannon, you're up next. Um, I will pick the pickpocket. Hey, I like that. Who's picking the pickpockets? Uh, Shannon is. Okay, Tiff. A musical phrase. A musical phrase. All Fig. right. Boy, that was quick and to the point. I like that. Doesn't happen often. And that leaves Monty. What was the one about siblings? A fight between siblings. That's the only one where I can't think of a different word that is suspiciously similar to Feig hmm. that fits the definition. So I'm going to hmm. go with that one. A fight between siblings. A fight between siblings for Monty. All right. All of the guesses are in. Let's see how that all went down. Shannon picked a pickpocket. And in doing so, she picked Monty's answer. Ah. Uh, Chip and Glenn both thought that uneasiness, anguish, distress was Feig. Please, 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 please. I know who's not uneasy, anguished, or distressed, and that's Kathy Campbell, because that was her answer. <laughs> I'm, I'm uneasy again. Monty Ashley <laughs> thought that Feig was a fight between siblings. No, indeed, that was Tiff's answer. One point for oh. Tiff. Oh. Tiff, speaking of which, thought that a musical phrase was a Feig. No, that was Chip's answer. (laughs) That leaves Kathy, who thought that Feig was a sudden fainting. And she was completely incorrect. That was Glenn's answer. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh Nobody correctly guessed that Feig, as supplied by listener Jason, is to insert a live eel. Oh, my God. And I can now reveal that listener Jason is, in fact, panelist Jason, also known as host Jason. Oh, my God. God. Damn it, Snow. He supplied that word. 
You only need to do that once or twice before you say, I'm tired of saying, get me the live eel for the live eel horse insertion. <laughs> we need a, sh- a shorter way to... So if I was being entirely exact, I would have also included uh, ginger root uh, oh, and well, a live eel. Oh, well, that would have given it away. The purpose of which was to uh, cause a horse to lift its tail, which made it appear more sprightly and therefore more worthy of the sale. So, uh, yeah... You could, uh, you could make your horse's tail lift up by putting a live eel in its butt. Who knew? The things Horse we've learned. are awful. <laughs> it's a real thing. Never going hey, to look, dinner. I didn't do it. And why was I'm that woman talking you. about it? Hmm. Why was yeah. Jason talking about it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Jason grew Feeg. up alongside horses, you know. <laughs> Words are funny things. So while she's saying feeg, that's what's happening behind her, right? <laughs> 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 wow. Well, let's move on. What's the score, man? Oh, really? You want to know the score? I want to know. All right, fine. You guys are still tied for first with 14 points each. (laughs) Whoop-de-doo. Technically, you guys are within striking distance. You could, either one of you pull it out in this last, in round nine here. I shouldn't call it last round. It's a round. Pull out the eel. I was almost going to say that. Let's see what you've done, Jason. Uh, Oh, wow. After that round, look who's in third. Yeah. Yeah, this guy, two thumbs and twelve points. You can't see the thumbs right now, but I'm pointing them at me. And one uh, eel, no, okay. <laughs> tied for wow, tied for a booger Keeps hole, going. tied for fourth with ten points each. It's Monty and Chip. In sixth with eight is Kathy, and in last place with six points, it's Shannon Sutter. Anybody's <sighs> game right now, though. Sudden death. Anybody's game. Sudden I disbelieved. Let's move on to round nine. I'm so traumatized by that last word. Uh, I suggest we do something different. Oh, no. So let's do another round of what I call plop, plop, fizz, fizz. I am going to give you (laughs) uh, the name of a company or a product that has at one point been advertised and also a date during which that product was advertised. And you're just going to tell me what the advertising slogan was for that product at that time. Uh, in our previous round when we did this, uh, I believe it was the British Hat Council that was advertising. <laughs> I forget the date, but the correct uh, advertising slogan was, if you want to get ahead, get a hat. <laughs> but that is not what we will be using for tonight's Plop Plop Fizz Fizz round. Instead, I will be asking you what the slogan was used, what the slogan was that was used in 1929 for Cremo Cigars. Cremo Cigars. C-R-E-M-O Cigars. Please, won't you send me the marketing slogan used by Cremo Cigars in 1929. Now. Oh, man, I'm in striking distance, too. I just realized that. Ugh. Yeah, I remember last time we played, you struck. I'm not feeling as awesome tonight either, so I won't be docking any points from myself if I win here. Steve, you're always awesome. Yeah, well... There's hundreds of points. Slightly. All right, all of the advertising slogans are in for Cremo Cigars. One of these was the real advertising slogan for Cremo Cigars in 1929. It's your job to figure out which. So, Cremo Cigars. She blew me with a Cremo. <laughs> 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 I 
thing. That's the one I want. For the record, there's an exclamation mark at the end of that statement. Just I don't of need to hear any is. others. <laughs> Give me that one. No kidding. <laughs> Cremo cigars, primo for your health. Oh, smoke like a rich man. There is no spit in Cremo. <laughs> also an exclamation mark I should point out as smooth as mother's milk for pleasure that's extremo smoke cremo exclamation mark I get excited about the exclamation marks that's why I have to point them out and lastly a smoke so sweet you'll want it to eat Exclamation mark. So there you go. Those are the potential advertising slogans for Cremo Cigars in 1929. I'm sold. Let's get some. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm fiending for a Cremo right now. Uh, and since this is round nine, that means Chip gets to choose first. Oh, uh, man. Uh... Which of those slogans has you salivating for a Cremo? Oh, man. You salivate. Wasn't that a word in a previous game? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, we got to get we got to find that, you know, the essence of 1929 here. Um, a little bit of irony, a little bit of uh, a little bit of hokiness. How about a smoke so sweet you'll want it to eat? How about it? Oh, is that the one you want? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Push down for that. <laughs> Glenn. Uh, since it's 1929, the year in which mm-hmm. my grandfather lost all the money on margin and nearly, he and my family nearly bankrupted, I'm going, smoke like a rich man. Smoke like a rich man. Very also, good. Also, a line from Fiddler on the Roof, I believe. Cremo, 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 crimo, cremo, crimo, crew. Is that how that goes? I was thinking cremo the crop. Uh, Shannon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not one of the options. She's no, I know. Yeah, right. She just exhaled marketing the cigar smoke. Marketing slogan. <laughs> Cremo cigars. Um, uh, I'm going with... I'm really going for the mother's milk. In 1929. Mother's milk. As smooth mother's as mother's milk. milk. Alrighty. Yeah. Tiff. Um... Can you read me the Primo one? Uh, Cremo Cigars. Primo for your health Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly she's less impressed. (laughs) Although it is pretty bad. I don't know one of us who would write that and be like, that's the one. (laughs) (laughs) You're just making friends. I'm really good at making friends. (laughs) Booger hole. (laughs) Snot rocket. I mean... Okay, give me the primo. I was going to go with the smoke so sweet, but I think primo for your health, though. No, because they don't know about health yet. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) It was a completely non-existent concept. It was. (laughs) When was Pliny the Elder born? 1940, right? They would electrocute people back then for their health. And what was the smoke so sweet? Uh, A smoke so sweet, so sweet you'll want it to eat. Smoke so sweet, you'll want it to eat. Ah, oh, darn it. Primo for your health, though. 
Okay, give me Primo for your health, though. All right. Primo for your health, though, goes to Tiffo. Monty. Steve, I would yes. like to smoke like a rich man. Would you? Yeah. Deedle, 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 deedle. I've got an opera hat. I'm all set. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I bet it's fetching. It's one of those top hats that springs out. Uh-huh. So oh, those you can are cool. flatten it and put it under your seat. Love those. Ooh. All right, Kathy. Which one of those do you think is the Cremo Cigars marketing slogan? I would also like to smoke like a rich man. All righty then. Well then, all the guesses are in for the advertising slogan for Cremo Cigars in 1929. Let's see who got it and who didn't. <clears throat> we'll start with Tiff, who thought uh. that... Uh, the slogan was Cremo Cigars, Primo for your health-o. No-o. That was Kathy O's answer-o. <laughs> Thanks, Tiff. <laughs> I picked it. I picked it. Who's the booger hole now? I know. Shannon, meanwhile, <laughs> thought that Cremo Cigars was using the slogan as smooth as mother's milk. No, indeed. That was Tiff's answer. So one more point for Tiff. <laughs> That's a good answer, though. I liked it a lot. It was good. I also like this one. Uh, Chip thought that a smoke so sweet you'll want it to eat was the slogan. That came from Shannon Sutterth, fooled by the wife. Hi, honey. <laughs> and that leaves Glenn, Monty, and Kathy, all of whom thought that Cremo Cigars Smoke Like a Rich Man was, in fact, the advertising slogan for Cremo Cigars in 1929. Oh, no. And they were... Fooled by Chip Sutter, oh, that means that I no! win. <laughs> yes, Broke the game. Yes. Wait, I, oh, I, finally, after... low definition X. There is no spit in Cremo. Is in oh, fact the advertising oh, slogan so Cremo cigars yeah. in 1929. So ridiculous. I thought it was obvious, but apparently not. I guess I that was a selling low point definition. back then. Oh, this whole show is about orifices and liquids. Oh, it's just and crazy. cigars, it's which have nothing to do with any of those things. Oh, God. There is no spit in Cremo. Anyhow, wow, look at that. Huh, scoreboard after round nine. Uh, You're never going to invite me back again, are you? It wasn't your fault. Because, uh, well, last time I played, you won. Uh -oh. oh, is that right? Until you... I'm going to have you back yeah. every time. <laughs> 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 so after nine rounds, uh, winning the game with 18 points exactly is me for the first time ever. Wow. Whoa. This is pretty great. In second place, and this is the sad thing, Tiff with 15 <laughs> points. Oh, so oh. close. Was in second place. She was darn close this time. Totally not in the middle of the pack. You had a good feeling about her this time. I did. I had a feeling that uh, that I would win and that she would come darn close. <laughs> to, to me, you got the popular vote. You're the winner. Aww, oh, thanks. boy. <laughs> oh, oh. In third place with 14 points was Glenn. Good job, Glenn. Thank you. I'm a solid runner-up, runner-up, <laughs> runner-up, up. <laughs> and the runner-up, up, up was Chip Sutterth in fourth place with 13 points. In fifth place with 10 points, Monty Ashley in sixth with nine, Kathy Campbell, uh, in last place with seven points, but we love her anyway, is Shannon Sutterth. Good job to all, but mostly to me. Yay, me! <laughs> <laughs> 
So that was a low definition, like it or not. Um, <laughs> I don't. You, okay. Well, then maybe you should uh, maybe you should write something to our Twitter account. We are at lowdefgs. Uh, the GS stands for grotesque symbolism. So uh, you know, if you want to follow our infrequent messages, go ahead and follow us at lowdefgs. Uh, we also have an email account. If you have word suggestions or goofy round suggestions, you should send them there. That is lowdefgs at gmail.com. Uh, that GS actually stands for Ginger Snaps, strangely enough. Hmm, different. That has nothing to do with feeding, yeah. though. Tell me that has nothing to do with feeding. I've got what? a word suggestion. <laughs> I don't think I want to hear it. Let's move on. Uh, I believe some thanks are in order, so many thanks to my players. Thank you, Monty, Kathy, Chip, Glenn, Shannon, and Tiff. Thank you, our wonderful listeners. Thank me, our middling host. Thank the Academy and my agent and all of the little people. And, of course, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, with the exception of Yenny Nuncats and Hans J. Sperkel. They know what they did. The heck with those two. <laughs> this has been Low Definition. I'm Steve Lutz, the winner, reminding you, always protect your testudinals. Now, go on, get out of here, you knuckleheads. Knuckleheads.